This is the Hoosier Ag Today Wednesday podcast on the 27th of December, 2023. I'm Andy Eubank. Thanks for listening. The podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, experienced banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com to learn more or stop by your local branch and talk about your ag operation today. C.J. Miller and Sabrina Halverson on the news today, including a preview of the National No-Tillage Conference coming to Indianapolis and the top ag issue in 2023. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin details precipitation for us in the coming days. And yesterday's ag markets gained some ground. Mike Silver analysis on the way on the Who's Your Ag Today Wednesday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and support Supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. Making agriculture your life's work comes with challenges that can leave you feeling alone. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. And when you're a member of ACI, you have agribusiness advocates in your corner, similar agribusiness members to network with, and opportunities for continued education. If your business serves Indiana agriculture, we need your perspective and hope you'll become a member of ACI. Visit inagribiz.org. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. A big conference coming to downtown Indianapolis in a couple of weeks and a look back on the top issues for agriculture in 2023. I'm CJ Miller and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Well, tis the season for conferences and conventions, and if you live in central Indiana, this one is right in your backyard. If you live in northern or southern Indiana, this event is an easy driving distance from where you are. It's the 32nd Annual National No-Tillage Conference, January 9th through the 12th. And it's at the downtown Marriott in Indianapolis. Joining us today here on Hoosier Ag Today is Michaela Paulkner. And Michaela, tell us all about the big event that's coming up in downtown Indianapolis here in early January. What we're doing is we're starting off the conference on Tuesday, January 9th with a pre-conference on-farm workshop with no-till innovator Mike Starkey, just northwest of Indianapolis. So he's going to be talking about his water quality monitoring project that's in place on his farm and some of the data that they've gotten from that. And that's a separate registration for anyone who's interested. And we do have limited seats left. So that's something you want to add on to your conference experience. Definitely sign up soon. So then the conference at the hotel officially starts on Wednesday, January 10th, and it goes through Friday. We set it up kind of like a mix of different types of learning experiences. So we have a good number of general sessions where everyone is all in the same room, learning together from these uh, top-tier presenters and no-till farmers and experts. And then we kind of go into a choose-your-own-adventure type format where we have a number of different classroom sessions where people can pick whichever one is most applicable to either their operation or something they're just interested in learning more about. And then we also offer roundtables every day. 
learn from people from all around the country and around the world about uh, what is working for them on their no-till operations. Thank you, Michaela. And for more information about the 32nd Annual National No-Tillage Conference in downtown Indianapolis, you can visit notillconference.com, use the promo code RADIO to save $100 on registration, but the deadline for that code is December 31st. You can also find more information on our website, HoosierAgToday.com. Be sure to check out the upcoming Big Iron online auction on Thursday, December 28th, featuring Co-Alliance. There are plenty of well-maintained pieces of equipment up for bid at multiple locations in Indiana and Ohio, including a 2013 Case IH Patriot 4430 self-propelled sprayer, a 2012 John Deere 4940 self-propelled sprayer, a 2006 Terragator 8103 floater chemical applicator, and much more. No reserves and all items are lien-free, so register and place your bid today at BigIron.com. As 2023 comes to a close, we look back now on some of the top issues for agriculture during the year. Here's Sabrina Halverson. Director of Government and Public Affairs with the Ag Business Advisory Company, Pinion, Brian Keel says issue number one is trade. We all know trade is important for America's farmers. 20% of U.S. farm revenue comes from exports. So anytime you're talking about ag policy in the United States, trade has to be one of those topics. And he starts with the good news. We had record exports to China. Uh, we exported last year roughly $40 billion worth of uh, ag trade. About 19% of our total went to China. So we sold them a lot of soybeans. We sold them a lot of other products. And that really helps bolster the ag economy in the United States and keep rural communities afloat. But as with most things, it's not all good news. I think the bad news is we've not really seen sufficient support from Congress or the Biden administration to diversify our export base. You know, it's good that we're selling that much product to China, but I think we're all a little nervous that if China goes and invades Taiwan or if we have another trade war with China, we're really relying on them, 20% of our exports. So we'd like to diversify where we send food and ag products. He says to do that, we need to open up other markets. And we really, as a country, have been behind the ball on that. So 2023, I think we'd get poor marks in terms of uh, really expanding ag trade. Read more at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Sabrina Halverson. And I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Radio Network. Let's face it. Operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Colder air trying to take over in Indiana here today. Honestly, at this point, it's not the coldest part of this air mass. That is still kind of tied up with the cold core upper level low that's off to our west and southwest. That thing's moving through Missouri and southern Illinois today. At this point, I think we have to watch for some clouds to get in here from that. But precipitation becomes more of an issue overnight tonight and especially tomorrow morning down in southern parts of Indiana. Some chances of light snow or very cold rain down in that part of the state. Then through the balance of your Thursday, we're going to see some backside precipitation rotate in from the northeast. It's very rare that we see this 
kind of setup, but I think we have to watch for scattered snow showers coming out of northwest Ohio and southeast Michigan. The Great Lakes in general off to the east down through Indiana can give us some snow with minor accumulations, a few hundreds to a tenth or two in terms of liquid, but that could give an easy accumulation on insulated surfaces, grassy surfaces, cars, you get the idea. But that's, I think, what we're looking at for tomorrow, midday, afternoon, and evening, more so on the north than the south. By the time we get to Friday, just dealing with clouds, and we're looking at another reinforcing shot of cold Canadian air coming down for Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, New Year's Day. As a matter of fact, the coldest air out of this surge could come New Year's Day. Behind that, we moderate maybe for a day or two, Tuesday into early Wednesday, another round of cold air diving southward for next Wednesday afternoon, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's going to stay here through the end of that first full week of January. Below normal temperatures are on the horizon for sure. But the thing is, we're going through all of this kind of back and forth and this surge of cold air with very little precipitation. Uh, the biggest precipitation, I think, will end up being what fell Christmas and even overnight Christmas night into early yesterday. That's where we could have seen the biggest precipitation totals over this upcoming 10-day to two-week period. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. Have a great rest of your day. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Corn and wheat higher, finally soybeans followed suit as well. This is Who's Your Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Farm Market Review as we got back to trade after the Christmas break. Settlements from the day coming up. First, market analysis. And I grabbed that at the end of trade from Mike Silver of Kokomo Grain. Mike, we did have higher corn and wheat from pretty much the start of the trading session. First day of a shortened week of trade, the day after Christmas. Beans, however, started in sell-off mode, but a turnaround in soy meal seemed to do the trick, and the bean market turned around. Anything happening news-wise, though, on Tuesday? Andy, it is really a pretty quiet, fundamental news day for all three of the commodities, um, corn, soybeans, and wheat. Um, there's just not a lot of fresh news. Um, we'll take the green paint though on the quote board today and <clears throat> I'll call it a turnaround Tuesday <laughs> for lack of, of, of any other explanation. Uh, we did get some pretty decent corn um, export inspections today. Uh, we were up 4.8 million bushel uh, this week's export inspections for corn were 42.6 million bushel. Last week we were 37.8 so we're up 4.8 million bushel the soybeans they came in uh, a little lower than last week they were actually 13 million bushel lower than last week at 39.3 compared to 52.4 million bushel last week but that's still a respectable number and and the way prices are today uh it's more today's Today's price action, Andy, is it appears to be more of a technical nature than a fundamental nature. There, like I said earlier, there is just has not been that much fresh news uh, to really justify where the prices have gone this morning, other than from a technical standpoint. Uh, we were a little bit getting a little bit oversold in corn and actually in the soybeans, but now we did have. Um, in the wheat market, wheat is up strong today. Um, right now, the March wheat is up 20 cents. And that has more to do with uh, some of the um, 
issues that have developed over the Christmas uh, weekend here uh, in the Black Sea. Uh, Ukraine fired on a Russian uh, war vessel, uh, and uh, there is some premium right now in the wheat market from a future standpoint because of the I, what I can gather, fear of possible retaliation on the part of the Russians against the Ukrainian. So we'll see how that plays out the balance of the week. But nonetheless, we do have all three, uh, all three major commodities up today. So we'll take that, Andy. We'll certainly take that. Now, just a reminder that because of the Christmas holiday, all of our USDA reports are going to be delayed a day this week. So our export inspections report came out this morning. That's normally out on a Monday. Um, the uh, EIA report will be out on Thursday. Uh, we will get our export sales numbers uh, Friday morning, and uh, we will also get the commitment to traders report uh, on Friday, and that that is as of today's numbers, uh, and that is that there's no change to that. That report will not be delayed a day, but uh, we'll see what the balance of the week here delivers, Andy. Um, export sales, we've not seen any flash export sales today. It would be nice to see some flash export sales uh, one or two or more days this week. Um, we've not seen any now since uh, last week, but uh, certainly that has helped. Uh, our export pace in terms of the inspection pace and the sales pace are improving, but we're still not at the level that we need to be to meet the USDA balance sheet numbers. Um, and hopefully we can accelerate that some. Uh, the 20-day uh, moving average uh, in uh, corn and soybeans has been acting as a resistance point. So if we can punch up through that, uh, we could probably uh, propel these prices uh, a little bit higher uh, this week. But again, we're in that holiday trading mode as we move now into uh, – the uh, New Year's, uh, we will have uh, no trade next Monday, New Year's Day, and then we'll start uh, trade uh, the first trading day of the 24 um, New Year. So we'll just have to see farmer movement right now, Andy, uh, into the elevators is uh, relatively slow. Folks are coring their bins, uh, and they're anxious to start on the uh, January forward contracts that they have on the books, uh, and that will all start uh, next week, um, actually about a, a week from today. So uh, we'll just keep abreast of any opportunities here, Andy, as we move into the new year and add some more old crop sales to our um, percent sold and look for some opportunities out in the fall of 24 to uh, get some new crop sales on the books. So um, we'll probably trade a pretty volatile market this week uh, because there are quite a number of traders who, who are on uh, a holiday. So as happens almost every holiday season, uh, trade can get a little exaggerated one way or another 
uh, when uh, the trader population thins down as it as it did uh, going into the Christmas holiday and as it will going into the New Year's holiday. Mike Silver there at Kokomo Grain, and Mike's number is 800-666-0613. Now more numbers, settlements from Tuesday trade. First day of the shortened week, March corn gains seven and a quarter, going to 480 and a quarter. May, 492 and a quarter, up six and a half cents. July, back over $5, six cent gain and 501 and a half on the settlement. January soybeans, 13, 13 and a quarter, picking up 13 and a half. March up 12 and three quarters at 13, 19. And leading the way higher, March wheat, 20 cents up, 636 and a quarter. Meats mixed, February live cattle, 170.40, a gain of $1.87, but a 205 loss on Febline hogs, 69.30. I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network.